Mary Steen, and you are listening to Side Grace, a place and a space that was created for all things mental health, all discussions and conversations surrounded around mental health. We also approach mental health with a side of grace, aka why I called it Side Grace. I share intimate stories about the things that I'm going through in my growth journey throughout this year and years prior in hopes that it increases insight for you on your own mental health. So thank you for joining me today here in this safe space and I hope you approach everything with a side of grace. We are going to start the podcast right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much. It is Wednesday, so you know what that means. There is a new podcast episode right now, and you are listening to it. So I want to say thank you for all of those who are joining in. So this week on Sagres, I got inspired to do this episode because one of my best friends, we were having a conversation, and I think it was amongst like two of my other friends, and we were just talking And she said something along the lines of like, Aaliyah, you really like, you inspire me in the way that you do so many things just because you enjoy them and you don't seek to do it for like a monetary value. You do these things because you just like them and you've always wanted to do them. And that's something I admire. And she said that to me and I kind of took a step back and I was like, I mean, I I guess there is a lot of things that I do that I generally just do because I like doing them and it's fun and it honestly makes life fulfilling for me. And so when she said that, I was like, huh, I was like, that's really interesting. And so my friend went on and she continued to say, you know, I really, when I do things, it's typically, I think about, okay, what can I get out of it? What monetary value can I get out of it? What am I getting from this experience or the activity that I'm doing? And that's typically how she would think. And so she was really reflecting on how I just do things because I just enjoy doing them. And I know my best friend cannot be the only one who feels that way. Shucks, I I feel that way too, to be honest. There are some times when there's things where I'm just like, okay, why am I doing this? Like, what is the true reason for me to do this if I'm not gaining anything? I've had those moments and I think that's a pretty normal thing to experience. And so I decided that there has to be other people who felt this or who do feel this. And that is how I came up with my podcast episode this week, which is finding fulfillment in the small things in life and filling up your life with things that you enjoy to do. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get money or you're going to get an award. It's just doing things that you like to do. So when I really look back and I sit here with all of you and I reflect on, okay, what has been my experience this with, right? My best friend obviously pointed it out to me. So then I had to sit down and take that in and reflect on it and think about, okay, well, what does she truly mean by that? So when I sit here and I think about, okay, well, I'm 24 years old. And so, you know, I'm pretty young. However, I feel like I've done a lot of things in the 24 years that I've been here, 24 trips around the sun. And so 
to name just a couple of things, especially maybe this past year that I've really picked up that has no reason to be picked up except for the pure fact that I enjoy it and I've always wanted to do it. For me, I don't know what it is. I just feel this excitement. I feel like life is life is a an experience. Like I always say, it's almost like a game, right? And we have one chance at it typically depending on what you believe on but typically we have one chance at it so i i never want to think within the box i always like to try and think outside the box and so for me that's what really inspires me knowing that no matter what i do no matter if i fail if i don't fail if i achieve or i don't achieve i i did the thing like i i did that right and so I just, I've just always been willing to try new things. And I think it's been something I've really adapted and picked up as a kid, right? As a kid, I was in so many different clubs. Any club that piqued my interest, I signed up for. And my poor parents, especially my mother, she really had to drive me places. She had to pick up the stuff because of my ideas that I would come up with and creative end. And yeah, I definitely... I put my parents through that part in that portion of my life. But starting as a kid, I always was so intrigued with all these different things, right? Like, oh my gosh, there's an environmental club. I'm joining that. And I did. There's a drama club. I'm joining that. And I did. Chorus. I was in chorus like third to fourth grade. I was like, yes, I'm doing that. Viola. I joined that. I was in a viola group. I played viola for a couple of years when I was a kid too. Piano, I did piano. I started when I was five and I ended when I was about, I took piano lessons about until I was about 17, 18 years old. And I wanted to do that. I saw that and I said, hey, mom, I want to do that. And so she found me lessons and wherever my piano teacher is, she was the most impactful person in my life. And that's a huge shout out to her right now in this podcast. But I don't know what it is. As a kid, I was just so fascinated with doing everything and anything that I could do. Soccer, I already knew I was destined to play soccer because my dad was a really big soccer player. So I already knew that was my fate. But track and field, um, I honestly just love doing everything and anything and being around different types of people and different types of art. And I appreciated all different types of activities that one could get into. And I feel like the pool is endless for me when I was a kid. So again, like I said, as a kid, my ability to acknowledge that you can really put your toes in anything and everything you want to do was pretty big for that age. So then going into high school, same thing happened, right? So high school, I again was a part of many different clubs. I was a part of Students Against Destructive Decisions. I was a part of a history club. I was a part of Special Olympics. The the list goes on, right? I was still doing piano, soccer, track. I just loved being a part of anything that I could do. And a lot of those clubs, you did gain a sense of, you know, fulfillment, right? So I guess there is a sense of fulfillment that I would achieve, but I also enjoyed helping. I enjoyed being a part of a community and connecting with other people. And with soccer and track, again, there was that sense of fulfillment. Like, what were you going to get out of it? 
right? So I guess in a way, as a kid and as a teenager, there was an underlying pin of like you you technically could achieve something, but I don't think I was quite aware of that, right? Especially in soccer, that wasn't something I was aware of at all because it was such a tight-knit community. So like I thought of my teammates and I as a collective group and that's really all I cared about. I didn't really care if we made it to nationals or whatever the case may be because I had so much fun being with my friends on the team. But for track and field, that was a whole completely different story. Track and field was such a singular sport that I did acknowledge that there was a sense of like, what am I going to gain? What am I going to get out of this if I put X amount of hours into this practice, right? So a part of me understood that and... Yeah, for me, that was kind of my childhood and my teenage years and adolescent years. So moving into my college years, so from 18 to 22, I again was still a little bit niche down, right? So I still did track. Mainly all my friends are from track and it branched off. But again, there was a sense of fulfillment that came from track. But also I was connecting and sharing experiences with other people my age. So that was really just the driving force behind me staying into track. But then powerlifting came into play about my sophomore year. And that, I will say, that was something that I saw and I experienced from my local gym. And again, like I said before, my my brother actually introduced me to the powerlifting world, the lifting world, like the serious lifting. And I think that's when I grew the understanding that you can do anything that you really set your mind to because powerlifting was such a, and still is because I still am a powerlifter, but powerlifting is such a mind and body sport, right? And it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. And a part of me started without ever even thinking about competing. So I started just for the pure enjoyment of this is great. I love feeling strong. I love this feeling and I want to keep doing this. And this was really the initial like knock on the door of Aaliyah. The life is short and you can do anything you set your mind to. And I think sometimes it takes that one spark to really get us into that mindset. And so when I did powerlifting for a couple months and finally, you know, other people were like, you really should compete. So I did a small competition, very small. And that's where it really started with the competitions and they kept going and it snowballed. And I was like, whoa, this is great. Like light and my expansion, my acknowledgement of life and the value of life and just being able to do something that you truly love. I don't think I realize how precious that is and how much I enjoyed that and how much I still enjoy it because I still love powerlifting and I'm still powerlifting. And so that was the knock on the door for me to understand that I can do anything. So then fast forward now to 2020, I think 2020 was such a crucial year for so many different things, right? But 2020, I feel like, was a crucial year for a lot of people to acknowledge that there's more to life than work. There's more to life than working that nine to five. 
you know, there's more to work than work, sleep, wake up, work, sleep, wake up. Like that rhythm that we once were in, 2020 really put that at a halt and said, hey, what else can you do? Because you're staying home. You're not leaving your house. So what else can you do? And that is literally, again, that was another kickstart into, okay, well, what can I do? What is Aaliyah without her friends? What is Aaliyah without work? What is Aaliyah with so and so forth? Like a sense of meaning was lost in 2020 and refining that and rediscovering myself, which I think collectively as a country, globally, we had to all really reconsider and think about who are we and who do we want to continue being throughout this pandemic and therefore after. And so that, again, was that secondary push of like, okay, Leah, you're again realizing life is short. Life is precious. We need to make time to enjoy it. So then 2021 rolls around and I lose my brother. And that was probably the final straw for me when I was like, yep, I'm doing everything and anything I want to do because I lost my brother at 30 years old and that's young. And so I realized, yep, that's what I'm going to do. But then even just more important is when I think about that, something that was so inspiring to me was how authentically my brother was. My brother truly did everything and anything he wanted to do, despite what other people thought was the norm and not the norm. And he did that. And I watched him do that. My brother is a 30-year-old black male. And typically, you would not think that a black male would be so interested in country, anything country, cowboy. He has his own pair of cowboy boots. He has his own cowboy hat. He bought the boys cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. He went fishing. He shot guns you would not think that was the norm. And he was a bodybuilder. But for my brother, every time he did that stuff, there was the biggest smile on his face. And he purely enjoyed it. Shoot, he showed up to a date in cowboy boots and the girl was like, take those off. And he was like, nope. And he was so authentically him and he did the things that really interested him, right? If it sparked interest, he wanted to do it. And that was, again, that reminder that, hey, do all the things that you want to do, right? Despite if people are going to say that's not normal, you shouldn't be doing that. If it's not going to harm anyone, keyword, please don't harm anyone, then do it, right? Do the thing that you've always wanted to do. And I think that's what's really inspired me throughout my 24 years of living. So why should we do the things that make us happy or the things that we think are going to make us happy? Or we're just, we're just not sure, right? But why should we do the things that maybe we've been putting off or the things that we believe would make us happy, right? Well, the first thing is happiness is very purely subjective and truly what you make of it, right? Because at the end of the day, I don't believe that we'll just reach happiness one day. Happiness is what we make in the little moments. And that's when we start doing the things that we like to do. By doing the things that we like to do, we're able to start creating a happy life by our definition. So imagine if we were all to start doing the things that we've been wanting to do and we've been putting it off, or, you know, we 
just haven't really been able to start something new or to continue to pick up an activity that we put away, reminding you that we want to build this life that's quote unquote happy, right? A fulfilling life. And to build that, we need to have an activities that we like to do that bring us joy, right? It doesn't have to be something that brings us money. It doesn't have to bring us in income. It can just be something that you really enjoy doing and puts you in a mindful state where you're just in it. You're in it. It's your, it's that, that's your moment, right? So it's so important to find those things that make us happy because again, oftentimes we consider, you know, we can sit and think, you know, I'm at a job that I'm not passionate about. Life is not going well. Like I hate my job. And again, we, we spend so much time with work. And so oftentimes it's very rare to work a job that we're passionate about. But then sometimes if we do work a job we're passionate about, it turns into a job and we lose the passion. So you see that very vicious cycle there. So that's why I always say it's really important to implement the things that we are passionate about outside of that space. So outside of that realm, what can we implement? So for me, what brings me joy is being outside and I love doing things outside. So I love painting outside right? I love taking walks. I love playing with my nephews outside, like having a play like period where I play with my son, my, my sons, my nephews. Oh my goodness gracious. Playing with my nephews. That's, I just enjoy that so much. Right. But then another part of me was just like, okay, well, what else do I like to do? Well, clearly powerlifting is really big for me, right? Being outside is really big for me. So me and my brother built a gym outside in our garage So I'm able to get the best of both worlds in that moment. And so again, I find these, I find these activities, these things to do that just make me really happy and warm on the inside that make me feel like I'm even minded. I feel mindful. I feel really good. And that's really the goal of it. Because again, forget the money, forget the achievements, the gold medals, the silver, the bronze, whatever the case may be, finding those activities that just make you feel whole and make you feel good without any expectations can be such an enriching experience to have. Another thing that's so important when we're trying to find these activities that we can implement in our everyday life, or not even every day, but maybe once a month or maybe every week, right? So what's really important and what I do to be able to find those activities and just do them is I think about, okay, well, what does my inner child or what did my inner child want to do? And I remember I watched this movie with my dad a couple months ago. And I I cannot remember this movie, but it was an all black cast and it was a cowboy movie. And oh goodness, I love this movie so much. It was so good. And I cannot, I think it's called The Harder They Fall. I think that's what it's called. And it's on Netflix. And I saw all these black actors on horses and I'm sitting there, I'm just like, 
you know, it's funny. And I felt my inner child get so excited because I was like, oh my God, horses, horses, horses. I love horses. And I'm freaking out as I'm launching this. And I'm like, you know, growing up as a kid, I always wanted to ride horses. Always, always, always wanted to. That was my biggest thing. But again, like, the resources, like finding a barn wasn't hard, but like just my parents weren't well aware of knowing how to do that. That's nothing on them whatsoever. So growing up, I was always just like fascinated. And I always wanted to ride horses and get into riding horses because where I had lived, where I live is pretty um, country, guys, if you haven't picked that up yet. But where I live in the backyard was the farmer who sold all his land for the development to be built. But he still had his plot of land in his farm. And on that farm, so I was about five years old, I would watch his horse roam the backyard every single day for a couple years when we moved there. And I loved sitting at the kitchen window, just thinking about this now, gives me a little bit of chills because I just remember sitting there as a five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, and I think he passed away when I was eight, but sitting there and watching that horse just pasture around, you know, that was something that really stuck with me as a core memory. So fast forward now, I'm 23 with my dad watching this Harder, Harder They Fall movie on Netflix where all these black actors are riding horses and I'm just like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like I had a, I literally had an aha moment. Like I was like, whoa, I was like, why am I still saying this? Because I'm 23. Like what is stopping me now from riding horses? Nothing. I work. Okay. I have my own job. I have my own income and money and I have the resources now to find a barn. And I sat there and literally the next day I looked at my dad and I said, I'm going to start horseback riding. And he was just like, you're still into that? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, it never went away. And he was just like, okay. He's like, you're 23 now. Like, that's up to you. And I I told my mom, obviously, there was some apprehensive, but she was pretty okay with it too. Um, You know, she loves the, she liked the idea of it because she knows how much I wanted to do that as a kid. She was just more scared of the safety stuff. But it was literally that immediate like aha moment. And I just remember the first day I went to my writing lessons that month in November and the little kid in me was just so excited. I was just, I was smiling ear to ear. It was just such a, it made sense finally. And I'm, I'm still doing it till this day. And every time I get to go ride, I feel one, it takes me out of the world I was in and it puts me in a whole different one. And I just feel safe. I feel happy. I feel at peace. And my little kid inside of me is literally, little Aaliyah is jumping with joy because this is what she's always wanted to do. And 24 year old Aaliyah is now helping her with that. And I just, even talking about it now, I'm smiling ear to ear because it's just something I enjoy so much. So it's important to look back on, okay, well, what did I want to do when I was a kid? What did I want to do when I was an adolescent or a teenager or in my college years? 
or a young adult, what were the things that I wanted to do but never got to do? I know someone who was in their middle age um, that I worked with. They always wanted to know how to ride a bike, never learned how to. They decided to when they were literally in their 50s. I honest to God, I'm sorry, but age is a number and it's a construct. Age does not matter. And I think that's sometimes why, again, we we don't do a lot of things that we want to do or activities we would like to do because we think, oh, I'm 24 years old now or I'm 50 years old now. What does it look like me doing that? Take that away because it stops us from reaching all these plethora of opportunities to find joy in activities. For example, my dad's going swimming lessons. Like he's going to get swimming lessons. My dad is like in his late no, mid fifties, he's going to start swimming lessons. I started swimming when I was later in my teen years. Age is not, it's literally a construct. Okay. And it stops us from doing so many things that we really want to do. So let this be said here. If you want to find an activity and you're not really sure where to start, start with your child self, your inner child. What did you want to do as a kid, right? What did you want to do when you were five, when you were six, seven, eight years old? What did you want to do? Or what did you enjoy to do? What are the things you enjoy doing when you were an adolescent, a teenager, a young adult, middle age? What are the things you enjoyed? Can you implement them back into your your everyday life now, wherever you are, can you start that up or can you find something new? So sometimes I think it's a great place to look back on the things that we used to like to do, or maybe the things that we wanted to do in other ages of our life, other periods of our life that we didn't get to do and seeing if we're able to do them. Because like I said, it's a construct, right? So lastly, why should you do the thing that you haven't been doing? Why should you join that club? Why should you start that sport? Why should you start that book or start painting, start singing or taking singing lessons or piano lessons and you're in your 30s? Why should you do all these things? You should do these things because life is short. And I know you're told this all the time, but in reality, life is, when we're able to do the things that we really enjoy, it builds in this feeling of fulfillment, right? We feel a little bit more fulfilled than we did yesterday when we get to do something that we really enjoy. May that even just be, you want to start biking. But putting in those little small activities or just activities in general brings meaning, right? It brings meaning into our everyday life that typically, like I said before, we are so caught up in a society where we're continuously go, 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 go. If we can bring in an activity that we really enjoy to do, it can be such an amazing experience. But you also should do the thing that you haven't been doing or been wanting to do, that activity that you've been thinking about. You should do it. And why should you do it? Because you'll learn something. 
You'll learn something about yourself and you'll learn something about that activity. But more importantly, you're going to learn something about yourself. Hey, this activity, you might try a couple times and you're like, you know what? It is not what I thought it is. And that is okay. You can literally then say, hey, this activity is not for me. I'm going to put it to the side. I'm going to try something else. And that's okay because we're always forever evolving. Our interests, we might have thought would align with it, didn't align with it, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't stick with something that we also don't enjoy either. So if you don't enjoy it anymore, put it to the side, give it a break and try something else and maybe you can go back to it. But you'll learn something about yourself, which I think is so important because we should always continuously want to learn more about ourselves. It'll also make you get uncomfortable. Like we are constantly going through life doing the things that make us comfortable because familiarity is what we like. We, as humans, we want to be within the norm. We want to do things that are comfortable. We really hate being uncomfortable. So it actually makes you uncomfortable. Trust me, as a 23-year-old who started horseback riding, there was a little bit of uncomfortability, right? There's little kids who've been doing this longer than me. There's a little bit of uncomfortability. And I was like, man, like, this is kind of weird. But hey, I stuck with it. And now my instructor, literally just the other day, she was like, Aaliyah, like you in six months, like, this is amazing. And I'm like, and when she said that to me, she's like, Aaliyah, you're riding like a pro. And I, my heart melted when she said that this Sunday. Like, I was like, oh my goodness, you don't know how much that means to me. But again, In the beginning, the initial phases, I was so uncomfortable. And like I said, we want to learn about ourselves. Failure is feedback and it challenges you. Sometimes we like to have a nice challenge, right? A nice healthy challenge that we can look forward to. So do the thing that you've been wanting to do. Do the thing that you maybe have done before and put off. Or find those activities that you may like to do, but do it. There's nothing that's permanent, so you don't have to do it forever. Because if you just don't like it, you can always just, like I said, take it out the back door, throw it out. But nothing is permanent. And that's with everything. So enjoy the things around you that you can do. Make life a little bit more fulfilling. Add in those activities that your little five-year-old self would have liked to do or your 13-year-old self would like to do. I've seen so many amazing people and resources where they start to do the things that they wanted to do as a kid and they just saw so much growth within themselves, right? They really started to tend to what they need, which then resulted in a more fulfilling life for themselves. So fill your days with joy. Fulfill them with things that you enjoy to do. Things that you've always wanted to learn to do, maybe. Maybe you wanted to learn how to, maybe you wanted to start playing some video games, right? Do it. Maybe you want to learn how to play chess or checkers. Do it. Maybe you want to start joining clubs. Do it. So then you're probably wondering, okay, well, well, how do I start, Aaliyah? 
Well, the best thing I can say, like I said earlier, was going back to all those different phases within your life and saying, hey, what did I want to do at this age or this age or this age, right? Think about that. But then also, I recently just discovered, again, I said this to my group the other day when I was at work, and oh goodness gracious, the backfire that I received, I just couldn't handle it. But I'm going to share it with my podcasters, and you're probably going to think the same thing as my group members, but I, you know, I, I find it helpful now as an adult. And so I recently have made a new Facebook account for myself because my old one was just not a safe space for me to be in. And so I made a new one for myself. And I recently was thinking to myself, man, like, I just never know what to do in the area, right? Like I can know, I know what to do in other areas, but I have no idea what to do in the area that I'm in. And so I recently came back to like Facebook events and I was exploring it and I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing right? Like the other day I was going to go and I'm still going to go. I'm still going. But the other day I came across a baby goat wine drinking like activity for the afternoon. And I was like, oh my goodness, I love farm animals. And so this was right up my alley. And I was like, whoa, hold on. Let me look at other stuff because this is really fascinating. And so I started looking underneath, let's say, um, I looked underneath music. I looked underneath, uh, I think it was exercise, art. There's so many different categories. And so I was exploring each one and I came across so many amazing groups, so many amazing volunteer groups, or maybe just events in general in your area. But if you're kind of stuck and you're saying, well, I don't even know where to start, right? I found Facebook events to be really helpful because there were like groups like meditation groups, yoga groups there were um like cycling groups walking groups right where you get to walk with women or men and connect with other people there was uh i think there was a knitting group right and so i think it's really important to use those resources because you can really connect with other people and all those events a lot of them were free So if you just want to say, you know what, I'm interested in that and just stop by one night near your area, whatever area you're in, that would be a great place to start and a great place to connect with so many different people and doing activities that, you know, maybe you just want to try and see what it's about. But again, that's up to you. But I think that's a really great resource to have and use. And that's what I've been doing. And I've been really finding so much enjoyment in that. Well, on that note, I hope all of you found this podcast episode to be useful. I truly love this podcast episode because it allowed me to reflect on all the different things that I love to do, right? And so finding that I'm able to jump from one thing to the other, to another activity, to put it aside, pick it back up and find enjoyment in again is something that I've really appreciated about myself, right? And so... I don't think I said all the things that I do, but I guess I'll share it now. So some of the things that I do just for enjoyment, I knit, I cross stitch, I read books, I paint, I watch a lot of anime, I play a lot of Sims and a lot of Animal Crossing, a lot. I powerlift. I horseback ride, I do this podcast, this is my love. 
I'm also thinking about starting YouTube again for my lifting account. I'm not quite sure. I gotta look into a whole camera, but that's also really enjoyable for me. I love doing activities with my nephews a lot, and I love to bake. I've really picked up the snack for baking in the past the past two years, so that's been really interesting as well. But yeah, also hiking. I've really picked up hiking. I really love doing anything outdoors, and biking has always been a love of mine too. But those are some of the things that I like to do that really bring in fulfillment for me. Oh, also meditation. Yes, and yes, that as well. So I'm hoping that what we talked about today allowed you and inspired some of you to think about what is one thing that I can do in my daily life or weekly or monthly that's going to bring a little bit more joy and fulfillment into my life. Just one thing. It doesn't have to be... 10,000 different things, but just one. Start off there. On that note, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. For all my returners, thank you so much for listening this week again. And for all my newcomers, thank you so much for joining me this week. Again, I hope you all have a great week and I can't wait for you to hear the next podcast episode. 